Welcome back, everyone, to another Jed and Gary wrestling podcast. This one is for Dynamite, AEW, obviously. Uh, this Saturday, so me and Gary are recording this on a Thursday night, ready for uh, Saturday. We've got a bit of content we can go through. But how much, Gary, has this messed up your week uh, schedule for TV, wrestling, or just in general? Well, I find it a lot easier it being on a Saturday night. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> It's not like it's messing around with um, work or anything like that. So I'll be staying up and watching that one live, hopefully. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, it's one of the things that we discussed in our, our past podcast in the pre-little pre, pre uh, little setup we do before we start speaking. And uh, you said that well, I'm going to watch it on Fight TV and you were interested to see like, if Fight TV, the Europe really version of it is actually going to increase because I'm going to watch it live and if you're going to watch it live I yeah. generally think a hell of a lot more people are going to go and watch that live yeah well you've also got that first hour or the second hour sorry clashing with the first hour of NXT takeover this week so <laughs> there's that as well there is there not is that, it. not that WWE Network ever give out the figures for how many people are watching at a time or anything but <laughs> that would have been an interesting thing to find out if we possibly could I'm hoping someone like Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez will have something like that down the line because I'm also fascinated I hate looking at figures and stuff but when it's stuff like this when it's a different aspect or it's just a Wednesday night um, I, I like seeing it because I really want to see necessarily how many numbers how many people are going to go in and watch AEW on a Saturday night in general um, I want to see how many people will go from the NBA leading in to AEW because that'd be quite fascinating because it's all sports as we know so if I was a normal sports fan and I wasn't into wrestling as much I wouldn't change the channel I might just keep it on as background noise and then if I like it you know what, for Pete's sake, it's Saturday night. I'm not going out because of global distance, global distances, social distances and whatnot. I'll finish watching this. Boom, you've got some more viewers and whatnot. And then you've got that hour of NXT that either it will compete. I don't think it will because you have to buy a pay-per-view, obviously. But you might get the AEW hardcore fans that go, that's outdo NXT again and smash the numbers up. Yeah, well, the takeover events are always like the best thing about NXT. But, again, I'm really fascinated to watch that Brody Lee match this week. So, there is the possibility they could save that for the main event, just so that we've got something to compete with it. It is. It's typical AEW formula, really, because you can start with the box standard. Because the, the matches we've got here, we've got Cody versus Brody Lee. And we've got a few big man matches as well. We've got uh, the Elite versus Dark Order, our favourite Dark Order member at the moment. Well, our second favourite. Um, good old Johnny Silverboy, number four. Uh, Alex Reynolds and uh, Alan Angels, number five. And we've also got another big tag team uh, match, like big group match. Um, my notes are just here. Just one second. Is this the mysterious seven versus seven that we were speculating on the other day? No, no. You, you deal with the numbers. It's eight man in total, but it's four v four. It's uh, Lucha oh, Bros. Disappointing. <laughs> Lucha Bros. Are butchering Blade together again because I I actually enjoyed them yeah. as a collective team versus Jurassic Express and then randomly the Natural Nightmares. But that'll be decent for me. You need to start off again with the Elite. First team you need to see in the show on a Saturday night, coming off NBA, 
is the elite versus dark order again, me personally. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I've said it a lot over the last few videos is you can't go wrong with that. But you, you physically can't go wrong with that formula. You, you, you can't. You, you literally, there's, there's no fault because we've said it many a times now. This is our 10th video. Um, no, our 11th video. We've got 10 already up. Um, we've said in each and every single one when we mention either the Elite or Matt and Nick Jackson because they're that planned, that skilled, and that prestige of a wrestler. You can give them absolutely anybody, and you'll know you'll just have a banger of a match, minimum four stars, and that's all you need to go into a main show. Yeah, you're looking at the Dark Order, you're thinking, oh, yeah, Alex Reynolds, oh, and Alan Angels, yeah. But collectively, as a team, if you've got John Silver, he's on form at the moment um, on his BTE, or, uh, as you know, and his wrestling, because the other week when he was against Cody and um, was it Matt Cadorna? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. he looks really good. He was best man in that, uh, that match, I thought. And I think that'll be really nice because I wouldn't mind seeing Silver versus Omega. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's only one way you would end up booking that. Um, there's not much of a, oh my God, what's going to happen here sort of thing to mm. it, but the spectacle of it would be pretty interesting. It would, and um, we'll get into a few other matches. Just for my reference, Gary, have you caught up with the um, Deadly Draw Women's Tournament on Monday? Yes, yes, I have. I've only watched one match. I've literally had zero time this week. Um, hardly any spare time. I generally think that's because snooker took over my life this week. Um, Don't blame you. It was a fantastic tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, with Ronnie going on to uh, win it, for anybody that didn't know. but yeah, um, Congratulations, I've, Ronnie. <laughs> I've only won, watched one match, so we'll, we'll start. We'll start with this then. Um, we briefly mentioned it. We just know it's going to be good. But do you think there's going to be any inner storyline that's just going to go into weave into it? Because I know in the Deadly Draw, the Dark Order were heavily involved with the Anna J aspect of it. Uh, we know that she lost. Um, but do you think it's all now into weaving properly these storylines? Do you think it's going to Dark Order is going to full blow off it all out? All in, all out, all in. Um, or do you think it's going to go into full gear, all this Dark Order stuff? I think the Dark Order stuff can wait. Okay. Because um, nobody's getting bored of it. Yeah. You know, it's like the Colt Cabana stuff with them. Oh, people, are, people are still intrigued and still happy to watch it. And just this week, Colt Cabana thanked Mr. Brody Lee for getting him a match on Dark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in all fairness, it's little things like that that I think, yeah, it's a nice little touch to the story if you're paying attention. <laughs> it is, it is. And it's just, again, it's me like repeating myself, sounding like my own echo, but with the Dark Order, because it developed since the very beginning of being hated just two people and some random guys in gimp masks, to now, it's just so good. And I want more people to join them, like now more than ever. Um, so... This Dark Order Elite match, box standard, I generally think it should start. So going on to another Dark Order match is the one that you're looking forward to the most um, of the night is Cody Rhodes versus Brody Lee. Um, they did put on the website as well where he is in the rankings. He's number four. So he, he's just had that match with uh, Moxley. 
a while back at double or nothing. So he's not entitled to that at that time. But because he's done before, he's decided to step in with the TNT Championship, a nice little decent promo he had, he had at Dynamite. Um, me personally, I think this has to be and will be the match of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any other outcome for it. If nothing else, we'll be the one that we'll be talking about the most in the review. Definitely, definitely. Um, and Brody Lee, he's just, he, again, going into WWE, his Luke Harper role, uh, when he did have his singles matches, they're really up and down, but it, it's because of the other performer as well. You put him in against somebody that wants to overbook himself and wants to shine at all time, and he wants other people to shine, because that, that's what the TNT Open Championship's all about. And I think with Brody Lee, we're just going to see another classic because the Moxley and Brody match overestimated for me. I thought that was brilliant. And I, I didn't give it a chance beforehand. And then when I watched it, great match. And I think this is just going to be the same. I feel like subconsciously, in a, in a way, I think mm, there's little bits of this that may not go as to what they planned. But either or, they're going to do amazing for it. So for me, Gary, there's one person that's not in the elite against the Dark Order. It's just a 3v3. Do you think we're going to see Hangman anywhere around this like angle with Brody Lee and Cody? Not directly against Cody, obviously, but for Brody Lee, because he did get pinned by Brody in the big match they had the other week. No, I don't think I, I, don't think I see Adam Page getting involved. I, I see, again, a massive schmoz with like several people getting involved because it's a Cody match. <laughs> but I don't see it being Adam Page that's the defining factor. Fair enough. Do you see Brody winning then? Yes. I love that I had to think about that. <laughs> I can actually yeah, I hear I your to brain think cells. If, do I want... If I want anyone else to have that title, it is Brody Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Do you with know you. what I mean? Like, no one else seems to fit it right now, but Mr. Brody Lee has the aura for it. Okay, are you ready for this, Gary? Mini outlandish prediction. Um, I do want Brody to win it, and I'm 50 50 on if it will happen or not. Like, my heart's saying I want Brody, but my head's saying oh, Cody may still win it, so I'm still 50-50 on it. Um, but it being on a Saturday night, you've got a potential here. I don't think they should pull the trigger on any like title changes or any big things happening whilst they're in this scheduling like malarkey um, going on with TNT and the NBA. However, if they do change hands on a title, it has to be the TNT one. And what a statement it would basically say to all fans. Okay, everybody that's not watched us, that's not on a Wednesday, we've gone on a Saturday and we've just changed the title. You need to ensure that you've got them dates tattooed on your brain and you watch us every week. It would put a statement out there. Um, but yeah, then again, that's why I'm thinking that it will happen. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's that, that brain side, but my heart's more than my brain. My brain, for some reason, saying saying Cody, but I generally think that is a really good way of doing it in the future. Again, 
depending on how it's done and how he wins it, it has to be clean no matter what. But if there is some shenanigans, because you never know, it is wrestling, AEW does steer clear. It's Cody, there's going to be shenanigans. Yes, yeah, there will be. That yeah. is one thing that I know about this. <laughs> if Brody is to win, which is what I have 90% in my brain, then there's got to be shenanigans. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> Brody winning it and then rematch it all in. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's that's probably the way to go about it, isn't it? If if I were booking it again, these guys, you, you know what I mean. You can fancy book anything we want, and sometimes it will be greater. Sometimes, most of the time, I should say, it'll be lesser. But we do have some great ideas. I'll be deadly honest. Uh, I, I generally think that would be a really interesting way of doing it, and it's the first time as well we'll see an actual title rematch because you haven't seen Jericho rematch against Moxley. I don't. Have we seen SCU uh, against Hangman Page and Omega rematching? I think we have, maybe on a Dynamite, but it wasn't like anything big. Like yeah, this was ju- the first. It, ju- it was just on a Dynamite, was it? Yes. Yeah. So this was like the first big rematch title match, really. When you when you think about it. So my outlandish prediction for you, Gary. Brody wins it, and then there's another show, isn't there? That's got half of the name of the Dark Order in it. And then he just is there, he gets rid of that red strap, designs the title again, so there's three titles, and then calls it the TNT AEW Dark Championship for some reason. Obviously, it's not going to happen because it's a TNT Championship, but it'll be funny if he used that old TNT Championship and just changed that to like a Dark Championship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you go with that, though, on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could turn it into something better than what you're describing. Definitely. Definitely. Um, let your imagination run free. It is. It is. And it's, it's just because of all the random stuff that happens on like dark and stuff. Uh, again, I've only watched half of that because of snooker and all, because I'm going to absolutely blitz it tomorrow night just before I watch um, Dynamite. I, I did see all the highlights of the main stuff I needed to see. So, the next on the list we've got for the night is the number one good tag team championship contenders, FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood versus private party of all people, Mark Quinn and Ayers, I can't pronounce his first name. Isaiah. Isaiah, that's the one, Cassidy. Um, I always remember his surname because I always think he's uh, the non-orange Cassidy. That's how I always think of it. Uh, he's the one in the tag team. So, again... This is very bog-standard FDR versus a flippy-dippy team. Uh, how do you think it's going to go story-wise because of the heel turn last week? Uh, as standard as you can get. Flippy-dippy, flippy-dippy, flippy-dippy. Look, they've been grounded now. Oh, wait, there's the win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can see it in my mind already. You've just played it out instantly in 30 seconds. For me. It's, It's... One of them, it's it's quite a predictable episode, to be honest with you. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, again, I've always said that AEW's advantage over NXT is that you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. But when you get this close to a pay-per-view, you start to see the building blocks a lot clearer. And it's just very, very clear right now. <laughs> It is. Sometimes it's nice. I like seeing it a bit, obviously, but I do like, you know, some twists and turns. I still think, for me, that triple threat tag team match of the Young Bucks FDR 
and Omega and Hangman Page will still be the match I want to see. And I still think it may happen somewhere. So I'm unsure what's going to happen in the matches stuff. Uh, I'm a bit, I would tend to disagree with your opinion of a bog standard one. I generally think there's a bit more uh, story to this match than. No, so long as, so long as private party get the flippy dippy stuff in. (laughs) Flippy dippy clause line to absolutely get destroyed. One, two, three, some submission move. Yeah, exactly. There's not going to be too much to it. You're just going to see what you saw from FTR as they were the revival at the very beginning in NXT. Yeah. Versus a very talented flippy dippy team. <laughs> that's it, Gary. When we get and in all fairness, to... that's all I'm ever going to say about private party now is they're just flippy dippy. <laughs> I can't believe we've just made this on the spot. When we get enough subscribers and like when we're down the line, that's the first T-shirt we're making. I want hey, to there we go. Push. Merch advice already. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Join the flippy dippy team. <laughs> flippy dippy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's really chuckled me though. Um, but I want to see more. Um, maybe just FGR, not a squash match necessarily, because that'll put private party. I wouldn't. It won't bury him because uh, teams on AEW don't get buried. Um, or people in general, there is always. Yeah away to means but i do want to see a bit of a squash match fdr just going full heel doing everything heel known to man but just a squash um both of these uh the private party and then just doing a mint promo with either tully or arn coming out and assisting them and then maybe spears probably not this week probably the week before the pay-per-view but i do want to see tully or arn with this team in the ring yeah, I really want to see Tully with them at the minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, just give him the mic. We, we said this last week, just keep giving him. The RNTs can keep going for about another, oh, wait, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just can't wait for the RN turn. <laughs> yeah. It's, that it's spine buster that I was talking about the other day. Oh, yeah, just, just don't call it. Just be perfect. You know, it's because you know Cody's going to sell that like a, a bad man. <laughs> um, I'm trying my best not to say any words that might get the algorithm to hate us. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't blame you, to be honest. So, going from um, a really good tag team match to a decent team, a good chemistry between two teams against two teams I've never seen work together, I don't think. So we've got the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, and the Apron and the Blade. The Butcher, that is. Uh, that's another T-shirt, Gary. That, the get the Apron. Well, it's not even a T-shirt. We're going to buy an apron with this face on it. Um, and then Jurassic <laughs> Express uh, with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Natural Nightmares, QT Marshall versus Justin Rhodes. Not really much I can say about this one. They're, they're just getting some teams together for a just a dynamite, just loading it up. Um, I think it will just be a really fun match if it goes well, but without the Young Bucks in it, we mentioned this before, do you think the Lucha Bros are going to lead? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the best team out of the bunch, aren't they? Yeah. I, I know far. that you've got a soft spot for Butcher and the Blade, but it's a different kind of wrestling that they do. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so they're much more brawlers, whereas Pentagon and 
and Ray Phoenix are next level sort of competitors when it comes to tag teams and high flying and all of in all fairness they can do everything they're, they're just the lucha bros and that describes them perfectly <laughs> <laughs> I, again I would love to, I can't wait to see the little um, little bits like Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy that's a nice little uh, segment bit in the match I would love to see and I wouldn't mind seeing I know I've seen it before the Butcher versus Luchasaurus but I would love to see the Butcher and um, Dustin properly because I think that'll be a really interesting. QT Marshall, I'm not really too fond of uh, him. That's a completely different conversation for a different time. Uh, however, he deserves to be in that spot from all the back stuff he does with helping out people. That's what Dustin and QT Marshall are there for. They're there to help yeah. the development talent, really, aren't they? But I think they're in this match to help the Jungle Boy aspect of it. But yeah. with the experience of at least six of these eight people, I think it's going to be an underestimated match. I think it would generally make me pop in bits where I wouldn't expect it to. If Luchasaurus and the Butcher do something phenomenal, I'm just going to text you and go, Gary, I told you I'm not watching the rest. <laughs> well, they're going to do something daft, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, something's going to happen off of Luchasaurus's shoulders. Marco Stunt's probably going to get involved at some point by flying like three, across three quarters of the ring and then out to the outside by doing this somersault thing. And he's going to wipe out like four people, even though he's like three foot tall. <laughs> you, you know, the usual stuff. <laughs> Take out the butcher, even though he's tiny. But um, I really want to see Marco Stunt one day just pick up the Blades mask, wear it, and just run around the ring for a while. <laughs> the mask's bigger than he is. How the hell is that going to work? <laughs> it'd be a dress. It's fine. It's like the apron on the butcher. That's what it'd be like. <laughs> I just see him trying to put the mask on and it just covering his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a typical, typical funny thing where it's like, it's funny because he's small. Uh, <laughs> um, well, in all fairness, if it was good for WWE whenever there was Hornswoggle around, it's good enough for AEW, isn't it? Yes, and it's genuinely serious as well because Marco Stunt is just genuinely small. He's not an actual small person. Yeah. Um, so at least there's a bit of taste with that humour. I'll be deadly honest. Um, so going from in one... fairness, right? The the last thing I actually remember with Marco Stunt, and I know he was on last week, right? But my favourite thought of him is literally the BTE from a couple of weeks ago, where he's walking along doing the Adam West skip with the <laughs> piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. So they are treating him like he's just a adult version of a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do remember that and what i found really hilarious as well was someone put paper underneath each skittle as well just to top it off for that health and safety yeah. someone's physically just got a piece of paper and a skittle on top of it yeah everyone knows the paper stops the five second rule <laughs> <laughs> rock paper scissors see paper beats everything ah oh. Fantastic. So from a deadly serious match to the deadly draw, um, there is the actual final bit. So I'm glad that the women are getting attention for it, especially after that three-minute segment that Sheeda got last week. We've got the 
uh, Nightmare Sisters versus Ivelisse and Diamante. So I did mention that these two will get to the final versus the Nightmare Sisters and it's come to pass. And I just think they're going to wipe the floor with the Nightmare Sisters to trigger them to explain up. See, I think it's the opposite. Oh, to, oh, I okay. think that the Nightmare Sisters are going to win to trigger Brandy's even more heel turn. <laughs> oh, okay, so keep them together, but just add a bit more heat onto Brandy's like uh, dickish promos at the end. Yeah, yeah. ego. ego. Yeah. And it's just going to be like, you said that it was, we're going to see more than three minutes that she'd have got last week. I would not be betting on that scenario. <laughs> I'd be shocked if it went three minutes. I'm a, it should be going about six or seven, maybe eight, um, plus entrances, exits, all that sort of stuff. So 10 minutes of the show. But if we see more than two and a half minutes, and this is like not including adverts, so like two and a half minutes of TV time, right? Just wrestling. Just wrestling. Then... I'll be shocked. I'll probably be really impressed because I'll actually get to see more of the women's division, giving them more of a chance to get over, which is the whole point of the tournament in the first place. <laughs> and we've discussed this in length in the How yeah. to Save the AEW Women's Division video that we did. Everyone that hasn't seen it, go ahead and have a watch. It's a fantastic watch, I promise you. <laughs> Always entertaining with me and you, Gary. But you've put an idea in my head now of I generally think it's going to go more than three minutes I'll, I'll be deadly honest with you I don't think it's going to go more than ten but I think there's going to be a break in between so you're probably going to see about six seven minutes of wrestling as you mentioned maximum really um, I do want to see a lot of offense from both teams however in an odd odd way because you've mentioned the word ego is I feel like Ali's going to do all the Healy type of moves in the match and then Brandy's going to try and be that cut and dry character and then Brandy's going to get the win over like a spear or something and then that's where Ali gets peeved off because Brandy goes and does a good promo they need to do a promo on TV at the end of it they have to yeah. um, they can't go yeah. to the back and stuff I generally think that they should offer them the trophy and then they like speak or something See, and then go that on. is why I think they're going to get like a three minute match and then all the segments in get, before and after. Like the rest of it, they'll have the trophy presentation and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. I'm just hoping. I'm, I'm, I'm generally hoping. I think it'll be. I'm just a bit more hopeful. You know what I'm like. Optimistic at times. Um, yeah, I just decide to take the pessimistic route now because a few weeks ago they had this golden opportunity of this tournament. The amount of times that they've messed up things up when it comes to the women. Yeah. I'm just going, you know what? We'll get three minutes of TV wrestling time and the rest of the segment will be a presentation, a 45 second promo. Something will happen between her and Ali and then end of. It shows you though, because what a lot of people feared Cody would be in AEW. Brandy's technically being right now with his character. It's like she's embraced him, put it in. It's like they've had a conversation and said, you could be me, but in the women's division. Like Cody said that to Brandy, because in an odd, odd way, it'll annoy me if Brandy wins and then she gets this TV time because everyone else has been relegated to YouTube. That's the first thing that'll come in my head. And I'll be like, oh, 
that's yeah. a bit disgusting to the rest of the women on the division. And then it'll be funnier if Sheena just comes out and knocks them both out. That'll be hilarious. That'll be a good finish. And I'll clap to that. Yeah, well, we are meant to find out who's challenging her uh, all out sometime this week, aren't we? Yeah, and I've not really seen Nyla around much. So I feel like it's going to go down that route. Like yeah, I rematch. think it's going to be a rematch there, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Talking about rematch, we're going to have two all out. <laughs> yeah. Well, quarantine does really weird things to everyone, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Thunderdome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was not a dig. It was a reference to an old school WCW concept, right, called, Mon- called Wednesday Night Thunder, right, mixed with the Battle Dome. If you haven't seen that, search Terry Crews. It's part of his history. Everyone loves Terry Crews. Which history? Retirement 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 20. <laughs> Terry Crews? Yeah. Uh, Battle Dome. Just <laughs> search for it. If you've never seen it, search for it. Okay, so I, <laughs> that's fine. I'm going to do the same after this anyway. Um, just because I'm going to be the opposite of you, Gary, I want Diamante and Ivelisse to win. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I want them to win. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I like the whole concept that they've got going at the yeah. minute, and I've always been a fan of Ivelisse. So, any time that they want to push Ivelisse, yeah, go for it. I think it's come like 10 years too late for it. I know I've probably been like super exaggerated with that, probably about five years, but I, I found out that life goes quicker than it's meant to, so... Yeah, but it's the it same way. It this year's flying by despite being in quarantine. Yeah, I do agree with you. It's like Dustin, though. Um, it's like he's got better since he's been in AEW as well, and he's just in that coaching role. So, from the women to... Um, I can't say go into this one at all. It's basically Darby Allen. There's just a little advert saying Darby Allen's in action, so... It's not telling us who it's against. Um, I might think it'd be a jobber match and then something leading into Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Yeah. Uh, I've, I can't wait to see Ricky Starks on Dynamite again. And it's been weird it, it caught, over two weeks. Yeah, he caught a promo on Dark this week that I actually thought, again, was very rock-esque. Yeah, yeah. He um, seems to be rock light. So from now on, he's the storm. <laughs> the pebble. <laughs> exactly. Um, it, yeah. Uh, I can't... It's not... Is it the automatic that they call him? I'm unsure. I'm unsure on his nicknames. Because um, Ricky was one of them ones where you've told me when his name yeah. first cropped up in AEW. I'm just glad AEW presented me to him because I've never seen him before. And I think he's absolutely amazing. And when you told me to go and watch his promos, I'm enlightened by his work. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fantastic guy for like wrestling. Like, He's one of them heels that can get people cheering for him just by saying words. Yeah. And I... I think you've figured out over the last few weeks and the audience will have figured out over the last few weeks that they're the type of wrestlers that I actually get behind and I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely your sort of character, Gary, from what you've told me you like it. Um, One thing I appreciate with Ricky is just how 
he took that bump from Derby. So how I think yeah. this is going to play out is Derby is in a, some sort of squash match in the middle of Dynamite and whatnot. And then at the end of it, Darby's about to leave or whatnot, and then Ricky comes out and does something in a mini receipt to him. Nothing too major, because I think it'll be him and Ricky at All Out. All In, All Out. Why do I, which one is it? All Out or All In? All Out. All Out. I keep saying All In for some reason. Um, yeah, it's because out. that was the original name of the pay-per-view, weren't it? Oh, that, that's like different. it was All In when it was the first one. Now it's All Out because it's AEW. <laughs> um, so, and I think it'll lead up to a Brian Cage match either. Probably not into the next pay view, maybe in a mid-season finale after, because I really want to see the Darby Allen versus Ricky, but they might be just saving Brian Cage for the pay-per-view and then doing it the other way around with the season finale. So I do think them to be involved one way or another, with Taz coming out first just to introduce them all and cutting a good old promo, because I don't think uh, Excalibur's back. I think that's next week, so I think Taz will still be on the podium, the commentary table. Oh, I've enjoyed Taz over the last few weeks. It's I like have. he's been super motivated. He's like he's proven a point in a way. Yeah, exactly. Because I think people from the end of his SmackDown run and his TNA run started calling him a bit lazy of a commentator. But yeah. it seems like AEW's sort of relit this fire. It is. And he's really good at Dark as well. So it's, I think he just wants to... Because again, only limited numbers watch Dark. Um, he's just portraying himself in a different way and I think I think that word's right he's been motivated ever since he started doing them promos for Brian and the little vignettes he did for Darby you know that mini interview he did where Darby like shunned him off ever since then he's got good he's got fantastic the good old orange king himself but um, yeah yeah the great Orange Cassidy might have something to say to that. <laughs> king. As a king, Orange Cassidy is just... Oh. I know, but he's the king of Orange. <laughs> he's, he's not around He's not around this week, so we're fine. We'll probably may, we may see Chris Jericho come up at some point. I but can't believe we're going to have a dynamite without Orange Cassidy. I, I don't think we will have a dynamite without him. We just may have like a vignette where, I don't know, maybe... Chris Jericho. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. There's probably something going into the pay-per-view. Uh, with Chris Jericho, but I'll leave that either if he shows up. We won't talk about it now. Um, is there anything you want to add on to the actual show itself, Gary? Anything you think that may or may not happen? Yeah, considering that we've talked about all of it, I'm thinking it's going to be a very heel-heavy show. <laughs> thinking about it, yeah. I think what the we bad just guys are going to win practically every match. <laughs> um, Darby will win his match, but he'll get done over by the heels. You're looking at... Well, either or the heels for the tag team tournament for the women's. FTR, yeah. no doubt, unless books like ruin it, but I don't think that'll happen. I think the Elite's probably one that they're going to win. Uh, and then Brody Lee, I just, he has to, and I want him to win. So, yes, I do agree with you. Yeah, like I said a few weeks ago, I was getting a little bit bored of the Cody TNT challenge. Yeah. And the ego that was coming from it. And who knows, right? To link back to. Th- the Four Horsemen video that we put up earlier this week, maybe this is a catalyst for Cody going a bit mental. Losing it. And then either if he does join or doesn't join, uh, he'll be part of that Four Horsemen in one way or another. He'll be feuding again, starting it. So just to finish this video off, we're going to do a random wrestling question. Gary, I'm going to give you this time to think of one right now. Just for our viewers, I just want to make sure everyone's clear on the AW Dynamite schedule. 
uh, coming up. So obviously we've got the one that's coming on Saturday, the one that we're reviewing today, this week. Um, we've got All Out Part 1, 2019. Um, that's aired now on YouTube. So if you want to go and check that out, please go and have a look. It's really good. Decent pay-per-view for AEW before they got on to the actual live week-in, week-out shows. Um, next Wednesday that was the 26th of August is going to air the next day and Thursday, the 27th of August. Then that week as well, part two of All Out last year will be on YouTube. Please check it out. Then on the 16th of September, there'll be a special one hour of Dynamite immediately after the NBA playoffs, which is quite interesting. Me and Gary will discuss that nearer the time. And that Wednesday episode, that full one, will be moved to the Thursday, which is the 17th of September. So it is on the AEW website if you want to check it out. Please engrave that into your mind because we want everyone to watch it. Because basically NXT have won the Wednesday Night War this week. Yeah, but it's all about Saturday, isn't it? Precisely. Thank you, Gary. I'm glad you mentioned that. So what's the wrestling question, Gary? Right. So this one's going to be a a bit of a quicker one than usual. Okay. This week, there's been a lot of rumours about Goldberg and AEW. Okay. So it'll be a bit of a two-parter. A two-parter? I love it. Go on. Yeah, it's a bit of a two-parter, but they're literally yes or no answers. Okay. Part A is, did Goldberg get approached by AEW? Because we've had everyone saying that that he has been, apart from Cody, who turned around and said, there's been no contact. Ha. And that's the exact quote. <laughs> <laughs> and um, B, were they going to recreate the streak? Jesus. Okay. So I'll, and if they were, who would, he, who would be the first person to defeat him? Okay. So it's a bit of a bit of a hodgepodge of questions, but it's all focused on the man of the seeming moment. That's fine. Um I really don't like Goldberg anymore. Um just for the fact that WWE booked him extremely wrong this year. And I don't know why I've put it against Goldberg, because it's not really his fault unless he forced himself in there whatsoever. But I don't think that happened. I don't like him anymore. I just want to see him away from wrestling for some reason. That's my thought of it. However, I don't think AEW approached him. I generally think he approached AEW saying, my contract's due to end. Because I think it's, if I remember rightly, he's got a four-match limit per year with AEW, not AEW, WWE, for four years, I think. So he has to do like, um, four matches with WWE. If he does any more, it overlaps yeah. into the next year or whatever, whatever. So no, I think he's going to AEW and basically said, can you hire me when this is gone or something like that? Um, or I'll get rid of my contract with WWE, let me join. I generally don't think AEW would. However, if they did would, it would be good business short term because as we know, Gary, we did mention who's draws and he is a draw. That was seen before WrestleMania for WWE and whatnot. Um, they did get a bump in numbers, and that's why I generally think Vince McMahon decided, I'm going to wake up, have a shower, give Goldberg the title, go and have my tea. Um, I generally think that happened because he bumped the numbers up because they were struggling. And the, it was coming up to, it was 
really in the pandemic from the beginning when it when they went into the empty room yeah. and stuff um but the streak remind me what number streak was he on 173 and zero jesus um, i don't think they would have recreated that. i generally think he would have lost his first match um and i think he would have <laughs> lost his first match i think they would put him against someone like wardlow or Probably not Lance Archer, someone like Brian Cage, Warlow, like another beefy bloke, just to say this guy's equally powerful. This is the guy that we're pushing in AEW. Do you get what I mean? And I think they would have done yeah. that way around it. Okay. Okay. I get that. What's your See, thoughts? I have completely the opposite thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I couldn't be more opposite. I, I think that, yes, they did approach him because he's a name. And as you say, he pushes numbers. If you're going into a Wednesday night war, then push the numbers. You're never going to turn around and fail when it comes to Goldberg and numbers. It'd be second biggest I know that he's, on that Wednesday, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't see why you wouldn't. I, I know, right, he's hardly the most popular, he's hardly the most technical in the world. But there are a certain section of fans that have nostalgia for Goldberg that won't see past the nostalgia. Yeah. And if you remember, right, this would have been like two years ago that we're talking. So it would have been before the Undertaker fiasco and before the, the Super Showdown stuff. So there wouldn't even have been the Kevin Owens title change. Hmm. <laughs> Right, so you wouldn't even have had to worry about that. So it would have been not a prime Goldberg, but a not as exposed Goldberg that you would have seen in AEW. Yeah. And at the time, I just thought, yeah, he's a big name that you could bring in. And there's the TNT connection that ended up happening as well. So there is that. And maybe TNT asked for him. You never know if, with these oh, yeah. sort of things. Yeah, the exclusives. Um, yeah. Executives. Yeah. What were exclusives? That's like well, it would have been exclusive to the brand anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what you were saying still makes sense. <laughs> and I just think, what better way to bring him back than for him to go over someone like Peter Avalon, and <laughs> Brandon Cutler, <laughs> and yeah, them Austin. sort of people, right? Until we finally get the payoff to something I've wanted to see for twenty years almost: Goldberg versus Jericho. Oh, yeah. And was it Goldberg that refused to wear with Jericho? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, and I know that WWE did a, a match between the two of them. One pay-per-view back in like 2003, maybe 2004. But I don't really class that because I'd fallen out of love with wrestling at that point. So to yeah. me, that was a, a backwards time for me. A dark and mode. Yeah, not to be confused with dark. Okay, yeah. aeroplane mode. That was Gary's aeroplane mode on WWE. Yeah, yeah, because I was never the biggest WWE fan. Like, I enjoyed the Attitude Era, but I was always a WCW fan. Uh, right. I think I've said this several times. Um, up until about 2000, which is when I switched over. Um, but then once the invasion angle was done, I was I was done with it for a while. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Goldberg came back in. Fantastic. Watch that. Watch this match with The Rock. Went, 
well, Goldberg should have won that like half the time and lost interest. Yeah. So <laughs> there was that. And I don't think that AEW would make that same mistake. I so totally... I think Goldberg might get to about 20, 20 wins, right? Because they would have paid him enough to do a proper run for a year. Yeah. And then he would have lost to someone that AEW's pushing. Um, like a murder hog. Yeah, yeah, you could do it where he's in a tournament um, for yeah. the actual title, AEW title, and then he loses uh, the final of the tournament, and then whoever beats him, really, the one that push him, goes on and then wins the AEW championship. You can do it that way. It's a really smart way of doing it. Give him a mini streak instead of a, but a mini quick yeah. streak. Like give him six months on AEW where he's dominating. Just constantly do it and you think oh Jesus he's going to win the AEW championship and then pull it under the rug it'll be good as well because he seems quite respectable to an aspect of he knows when other people need pushing as well um, so no no good question Gary I really enjoyed that one yeah so well it was the best I could do and most like topical that I could think of in the three minutes that you gave me to figure it out so <laughs> apologies to the audience for me rambling at the end there with my own answer but I was thinking on the spot so I apologise for that Hi, it's okay um, whatever they thought they can put it in the comments even if it's in relation to Goldberg and if he'll ever join AEW I don't think he will but um, it's still a possibility you never know with the random rumour last week that came on all of the UK uh, newspapers, the Sun, Yippee, the most truthful newspaper around. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> talk to me about the Sun. That's fine. <laughs> uh, basically saying like all wrestlers from WWE except for Roman Reigns have contacted AEW, but never mind that. So we really appreciate everyone for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, the preview. And again, Check the schedules out because you don't want to miss Dynamite, especially going to going into all that. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So, Gary, is there anything else you want yeah. to add on? And more importantly, you don't want to miss the schedule for the Jed and Gary Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> what schedule? <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's why you need to um, subscribe and turn that bell on. You know what to do, people. Like oh, the video, comment below, turn on that bell. You've got this sorted. Have a fantastic weekend, people, and hope you enjoy Dynamite.